the type of mentors I chose as a child because I didn't have a father figure there to mentor me led me down the path of committing crimes, always being in juvenile detention center um, because I was trying to impress uh, the wrong people. Hey, this is Aman and you are listening to the Think Ultimate Podcast. So today we have Benjamin John with us. Ben is a successful business owner, public speaker, author, and business partner with Grant Cardone and Bradley. He focuses on mentoring individuals and business organizations so that they can commit to greatness. He teaches several strategies to become successful and enlightens of all ages on the various aspects of mentorship. So let's welcome our today's guest, Benjamin John. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that, man. That's actually a really good uh, welcome and an intro. I really appreciate that. I've I've heard some before that uh, weren't as great. So I really appreciate that warm welcome and intro. Thanks a lot for joining us and uh, taking your awesome time with us and uh, sharing a lot of values to our audience. So let's jump onto the questions right away. So yeah. John, tell us inter- something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Yeah, so I guess something interesting that most people don't know about me is that, um, you know, now you look at me, a lot of people say this about me after they read my book, but if you look at me, I'm wearing a suit, I'm pretty clean cut, pretty well spoken, but what most people don't know is the adversity I had to go through all the way back from childhood, Um, you know, without going into great detail at this moment, you know, I'm talking about like, my dad splitting when I was three years old, never being a part of my life, to always being misguided through my childhood, always looking up to the wrong people, being in that a juvenile justice detention centers, being in a foster home for a year, being on drugs, all those things. I went from that to now being a successful business owner, two businesses. And, um, you know, I got my own book. I got my own virtual training course. So a lot of people don't know the adversities that I went through to get to where I'm at today. So this is the thing that uh, makes you really successful that going through a lot of hardships that teaches you a lot. And when you learn from those things, you become a really successful person in the future. I 100%, man, I agree with that. Uh, that and, and it's funny, people, a lot of people say, you know, I've went through this, I've went through that, um, I've been through some hardships. And no doubt we all have. Um, but when you actually start talking to somebody and spend a little time with them, you really get to know them a little bit better or read their book. Uh, you get to really uh, know them a little more personally and and get to understand exactly some of the things that they went through. And you feel like you know them a little bit better. So, John, how did you catch the entrepreneurial part? Like when was it when you first started your business or you got the idea? Yeah, that's a good question. So. I actually vividly remember uh, this moment. I was uh, sitting in my truck, eating my lunch as a uh, carpenter, taking my lunch break. And and, and in the truck, I, I wasn't I wasn't alone. Uh, next to me, there was a 65 year old man that I'd worked side by side with for nine years. And on this particular day, I noticed that you know he was a mentor to me too. You know, those whole nine years, he was a mentor. And I noticed on this day. He was just not happy. He was not satisfied. He was not, um, you know, he was frustrated a lot. He wasn't living. I could tell that he knew he wasn't living his ideal life. And I seen him and I was thinking, man, is that going to be my life when I'm 65 years old? 
And I, I just, um, it, that scared the shit out of me, pardon my French, but that, that scared the hell out of me knowing that could have been me at 65. If I didn't start making some big changes and start taking some risks in my life. And shortly after that, a few months later, I ended up walking away from that 10 year job I had. And, um, I started a business, um, not knowing anything ab about this industry, um, and I went into it with a business partner. What actually had happened is I ended up failing at that business after two years or didn't make enough money and ended up walking away from that industry because of uh, it, it was just a dangerous industry. And um, it, it just things weren't happening the way we had planned. So I ended up walking away from that, starting all the way over, not knowing what I'm going to do. And I just decided to go back to what I knew I was good at. And that was being a carpenter. I started that, the construction job started doing that. We focus on outdoor living improvement. And I started that from the ground up, wasn't making any money for the first year and a half until I found a mentor, found a mentor. Obviously it's Grant Cardone. Um, I applied those strategies to my business. And within a few years, I ended up turning that into a multi-million dollar business just by applying the right strategies and doing the right thing. And um, now I got a team of people. Now I, now I went from bidding the jobs, working on the jobs, doing the marketing, doing all my taxes, wearing all the dang hats, and finally delegating all those hats to team. And now that's where we're at five years later with this company. It's really cool. So uh, you, did a, you did work as a carpenter, right? In the starting line. Or did you work something else before that as well? Um, so I had several types of jobs before that throughout my life, you know, retail jobs. Um, I think the first sales job I got was a telemarketer uh, for about a year when I was 18. So I've had lots of jobs. I mean, in high school, I had two jobs. Um, I, my first job was, uh, you know, the, the biggest fast food chain that people know of. And from there, I went to a meatpacking company where I cleaned a lot of, you know, um, blood and meat off of the big augers and machines. These are jobs I had during high school. And so um, it kind of went from there, just different retail jobs. But that's also how I knew, like, going through all those experiences, like, um, I knew that I didn't want to do what I had been taught. And what I mean by that is I knew I didn't want to work a bare minimum job, save my pennies, uh, put it into a 401k, retire and be satisfied. I just, I, I feel like I wanted more and I, I had more to offer, of you know, substantially. Exactly. So, Ben, uh, in your opinion, what is the most important personality trait someone would need to work in industry to be successful in your job? That's that's a good question. And it's actually pretty tough because there's obviously several. But I would say, man, I think accountability. Gosh, but to me, accountability and commitment go hand in hand. But I would say accountability. Accountability is something I really talk a lot about because most people don't like it. No, most people don't own it. Most people um, delegate accountability to other people so that they don't, you know, we've just been taught that. Mo most of society has been taught that. Lay low, stay under the radar, don't get in the crosshairs of, of vulnerability, uh, embarrassment, those types of things. And so as soon as you can hold yourself accountable, whether you work for somebody or if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, the second you can hold yourself to a high level of accountability, um, you are going to separate yourself from everybody immediately and opportunities are going to start happening to you. That's really good. Yeah, exactly. Accountability is really important. When you do the good thing, you are accountable. When you do the bad thing, accept it and that you are accountable for that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, that's the part people don't like either. You know, when when the bad part, when when the bad things happen, mistakes happen, um, people don't like to get in front of it. And it, there's something powerful about that. Um, and that's one of the things I'm very good at with both my businesses, even my coaching business. Um, when there's a an issue, I get in front of it. I want to solve the problem. I want to provide a solution always. And there, there's a lot of power in that. Okay, Ben. So what is the best piece of advice anyone has ever given to you? The best piece of advice. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I would say. God, again, good question, because I got so much good advice. <laughs> um, you can share all of them one by one. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you a couple. So um, a lot of I'm I'm big on sayings, right? Like certain sayings can be said to a person. And if they're said the same by a different person in a different tonality, delivered different, it'll hit you differently. But when I heard my mentor say life is not happening uh, to you, um, it's happening because of you, that made me realize like a, a lot of this was years ago too, but I realized like you know, I guess I still had kind of a victim mentality and that, and at that point I didn't have a high level of accountability. And so that kind of shifted my mindset and the sayings that helped me shift my mindset are the most important ones for me, because once you change your mind, your life is going to change. And that's exactly what happened. Um, but that's, that's one of them. The other saying I like is, is commit first, figure the rest out later. Um, super important for me. I live by that. I've made so many decisions without overthinking it. I've also made decisions out of speed um, just to take time and fear out of the equation. So um, yeah, committing first, figuring the rest out later. You know, if I, if there's like um, something I'm having a, a hard time justifying spending money on for whatever reason, I just immediately know that once I start going there, that's a good indication that I need to do it and I need to do it fast. So yeah, commit first, figure the rest out later is probably one of my top ones. It is really important in any business. Like you have to, yeah, you got a decision, take it fast. Then any figure it out, everything will be done later. If yeah, you exactly. think it's good. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people talk themselves out of something that's good for them. You know, oh well, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have this. What if this happens? How am I going to? You know, that's all. That's all talking. That's going to not help you get take the next step. You know, it's just going to keep you in the same place. You're never going to progress. You're never going to advance on anything. Sometimes it's better just to do something, commit to it and say, I don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I will make this work. And and we're humans. We're going to make it work. If it's something that we want to take seriously, we'll make it happen. You become what you put your mind to. Exactly. So, uh, John, and what is the worst piece of advice anyone has ever, ever given to you? The worst piece of advice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. What is the worst piece of advice someone has given me? Um, man, I, uh, this I actually got an answer for this, that um, money solves problems. That money solves problems. And actually, that was the worst piece of advice for me because it created, again, going back to mindset, I always whether I was told that directly or indirectly by my friends, my family, the school system, uh, the radio, whoever, that was one of the worst bits of advice I could ever get because it led me down a road for years 
thinking that money was going to solve all my problems when after I'd gone through all the hardships to finally realize that's not the case, um, it really more importantly allowed me to understand that money, chasing money does not solve your problems. And uh, I would say furthermore, solving problems will attract money. And so that was something that really shifted in my mind. But yeah, it it chasing money got me in so many problems as a kid. It got me in trouble in business as an adult even. And so I realized that I need to be more solution focused because money money is not the money's going to come and go. Money is just a currency. It just is exactly that. It's meant to be used to uh, create opportunities and to build momentum, not not it's not an end all be all. So, yeah, uh, money solves all problems. It was definitely one of the worst bits of advice I've ever gotten from anybody. Yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs nowadays are just uh, seeing that money solves a lot of their problems, like they get time, freedom and, and all of that. But they don't think that chasing directly the money is going to let them down. Right. Instead, they right. should focus on solving the problems of others. If, do, if you solve the problems for, the, uh, for others, then money is the byproduct of that. You will get 100%. that eventually. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you got good intention and you can solve a problem, the money's going to come. It'll just come. And that's the yeah. thing. People uh, go down, they start doing things unethically even and things that are not aligned with them when they're so focused on thinking that money's the answer. Exactly. So, Benjamin, how did you manage to grow your business so far? So, the other, that business... Um, Man, I I would also I would um attribute that to mentorship. Um, that's one of the biggest things I always talk about. And um and and in case you didn't know that, I just launched my first book called The Misguided Mentor. Mentor, okay. I that's talk really a good. lot. Cover is really good. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's a good read, and it's very beneficial because it I talk about. All the things I went to in half the book, but then I also dive into the importance of every aspect of mentorship in people's lives. And so it's it's things to acknowledge, you know, and um, I think mentorship was the first thing because mentorship, that was just the the big the the big part of it. Once I got into mentorship and got a good mentor, he taught me how to like operate, um, you know, optimally uh, show me how to basically you know generate leads how to promote um how to how do you actually sell people and close people that was something i was terrible at in in the first year and a half i would sell so much so many uh different bids i would do so many project proposals and no one would ever get back to me no one would ever give me an answer i could not sell an idea i could not sell a product and i could not sell a service so one of the things that helped me be successful was learning how to close people ethically, showing them how to make sense of the money, showing them of why this is a good decision, showing them why I'm the best solution, whether it's my construction business or it's my coaching business. Um, it gave me the confidence to now start that second business that I've had for a couple of years now. And now I help other companies scale the same thing I was taught. I now teach other businesses so they can be successful. So yeah, it started with mentorship because mentorship led to all these other strategies that that really blossomed the business. Okay, so I'm just curious to know that uh, how did you firstly meet Grant Cardone? Like when was it? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, 
I guess I should uh, quickly give you some insight as to how I even learned about him. So, uh, you know, earlier I was telling you how I failed at my two-year business and ended up uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do. Well, at that moment, my nephew is the one that said, you should start your own uh, your own company again. And that's the night I, I ended up drawing a logo and it's the same logo we use. But um, what happened was my same nephew, after about a year and a half in business, uh, handed me the 10X rule book. I don't know if you're familiar with that book, but... Um, yeah, I've read, read that one. Good, good. So he handed me this book and he said, check this guy out. I think you're going to get some value out of him. And, I, and at that time, you know, I, I didn't, I'm not a big reader. And um, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And um, it sat around for a couple of weeks. And then he nudged me and said, did you read that book yet? And I, and I told him, no, I haven't read it yet. Um, he's like, dude, trust me, just check it out. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll also burn you a uh, audio book so you can listen to it. And I started reading it a little bit and I did get into it. But when he gave me the audio book, I started listening to that and I heard Grant's voice and man, I immediately connected with him and the stuff he started saying to me really resonated with me. And that's when I got hooked on Grant Cardone because I knew that the things he was talking about were spot on. I, I knew it, it made sense to me, like almost everything he was saying was making sense to me. And so um, I started binge watching a lot of Grant Cardone uh, YouTube videos and started just just getting floods of information and value. Um, and that's when I really started implementing some of that free uh, advice and strategies he was giving me into the business. And I noticed it was helping. And so that's why I was like, wow, this is I think this is the guy I want to really latch on to. And so I started going to events um, I went to the growth conference, the 10X growth conference. That was um, the event I went to. And at that time, I had already been pretty obsessed with Grant and and kind of promoting his message as well and, and talking about the value I've gotten from him. Um, and at that a 10X event, I heard Jared Glant talking about how um, you can partner up with Grant uh, by, by uh, basically paying money. And um, getting involved yeah. it, it, as a licensee to where you have not now are legally certified to um, sell his products, teach his curriculums and things like that. So that's when I got hooked up. And ever since then, I've been really tight with the 10X community. I'm going there next week. Um, I go there a few times um, a year just for masterminds and stuff that we put on there at the 10X headquarters. So it's been really good. And, and ever since I joined that team, the 10X colleagues I got involved with are some of the most uh, ambitious, uh, high-performance individuals in all industries. So it's really, it was really a valuable connection for me to make um, as far as being able to tap into all kinds of resources. But it's really led to so many opportunities um, because, in the, you know, I get called upon to do, I think um, last month or maybe a little bit longer ago, I did a, a 10X business boot camp. Um, Grant Cardone style in Philadelphia for three days to a bunch of business owners. And that was a blessing. That was that was a huge um, opportunity for somebody and to just call upon me and say, hey, we need another speaker. You're a good guy for this. Let's bring you on board and get you involved in this. So, yeah, just it's been a it's been a great ride, man. And, and I can't wait to see what keeps happening as I as I just stay connected with this this uh, powerful community, man. That's really amazing. Yeah. When you join, when you connect with all of those people who are professional in all of the fields, then it's a great opportunity to grow, and you can learn a lot of new things from those yeah. experiences and all. 
Absolutely. And I guess to to answer your question, I didn't even answer your question. The book is when I really was introduced to him. Um, When I physically met him was actually when I went to the Grant Cardone Foundation. He put on a gala event and um, I was already in Miami. I live in Washington state, so it's across the entire United States. And um, one of my 10X colleagues said, are you going to make it to the to the gala? And uh, I said, well, I can't. I I got to go back and and get my daughter. And uh, she said, well, you should bring her. And I was thinking, well, I didn't know you can bring children to this event. She was like, well, you can't, but I'm sure we can pull some strings. And she actually pulled some strings for me. I flew back, picked up my daughter and flew right back again. And I brought my daughter to this beautiful cocktail party where it was really private, 200 people. Grant Cardone was there. And um, not only did I get to meet Grant Cardone for the first time, but my 10-year-old daughter, she was nine at that time, actually, got to meet Grant Cardone and his entire family. So uh, that was the first time I met him. It was it was a beautiful experience. Must be all of the people who are just amazing in their fields. You just connect with them. And it's really uh, like different kinds of emotion, which is flowing in there. Absolutely. We're all there for a good cause, too. We're raising money to... Uh, donate to fathers kids who grew up without fathers and that night we uh raised two million dollars with the people in the room <laughs> so it's pretty amazing yeah it, it is so uh ben as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing the the difficulties i'm facing is probably a lot of the difficulties that most business owners are facing. Um, and that is volume with leads. Um, trying to get more exposure is usually the the biggest problem. Um, a lot of the fundamentals, I've pretty much got a good handle on. Had a, and Because like I said, I am tapped into this, the most valuable resources. Um, but I think I will always be on the hunt to grow. And in order to grow, I need to um, have exposure to as many people as possible. So I have the opportunity to change lives and as, and not limit myself to as many people I'm I'm getting exposed to. But yeah, I would say right now, for me, that that's it. And that's part of the reason why I do a lot of the things I do, like release the book and um, things like that. So people get to know who I am and public speaking. That's been something I've been doing for a little over a year now. And it's gotten me a lot of exposure to people who have never heard of me. Um, and they finally, you know, they hear me speak. So it's like a personal experience they have with me. And usually I network right after those events and a lot, I get a lot of good feedback and they, and they want to know more about me after that. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, that's a that you know aside from me that's most businesses problems is they don't know that nobody knows you that's something i teach to a lot of uh first-time business owners i got a couple clients right now and they're fresh business owners and i always have to emphasize to them your biggest problem right now is nobody knows who you are they don't know what you do they don't know how you can help them your your problem is that right now so we need to focus on marketing we need to focus on your your content posting and things like that and get your message out there so what is a growth plan in the coming years? Oh, my growth plan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. So my growth plan is to, uh, I just launched my first virtual interactive training course. It's going to basically be a platform that houses all my curriculums in it. Um, and my this year, my goal is to enroll, I'm just going to use a number, 100 people in this program 
uh, this next year for the first year it's going to be released um, because it's the landing page just came out for pre-launch price and it's going to be launched in March. So essentially my plan is once it is released in March, I need to um, it, whatever amount that I'm uh, lacking from 100. So if I got 15 people uh, uh, pre-ordered um, for the event, then that means at that point I need 85 more for the rest of the year locked in on that program. But that's my goal. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Bradley or Lightspeed, but um, he basically invented the uh, virtual training course system. That's the same thing that Grant Cardone uses for Cardone University, essentially, and many other entrepreneurs. But um, I have the same program that's been built. And so um, that is my main growth for next year. Um, the other thing is I need to get on as many stages as possible. I think I was on like six events this year. And I need to at least double that. So I'm on at least doing one speaking event uh, every month at least. And so that's kind of my goal next year is to make sure I'm doing a lot more public speaking so I can expose people to not only the uh, training course, but also the book. And then when it comes to the book sales, um, my goal is to generate at least $10,000 in book sales next year. One sale you just got from me right here. And I, after this podcast, I'm just going to order the book and I would love to know more about you and your story. And hey, I, I would recommend that. all of my viewers. I love that. Absolutely. I can't wait for you to read it and I can't wait to get your feedback on it, man. It's uh, so far, I've gotten some pretty good feedback. Surely I will. I will just, once I read it, I will just mail you all the feedbacks and I loved it and all everything what you have shared. And it will be, I know deep in my heart that it will give a lot of value to me according yeah. to experiences in all different several kinds of fields. Absolutely. So, uh, Ben, if you had an extra $10,000 of budget, how would you spend it and why? Extra $10,000? Marketing. Yeah. yeah, that's an easy okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that's something I, I already do. I spend thousands on marketing. So uh, $10,000 is nothing when it comes to, to marketing ad spend budget. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's more more advice for other people that like if you have an extra $10,000, um, don't hold on to it. Holding on to it's not going to do anything for you. The money needs to go to work. And I would suggest you to promote it, use it to promote. And if you don't have a business or or you're not an entrepreneur, I would suggest somebody who has an extra $10,000 that works for somebody else is invest in themselves, invest in some knowledge. That's one of the things that I'm glad I started doing. And when I talked about commit first, figure, figure the rest out later, a lot of that applied to me when it came to self-development and self-investing. And at this point, I think I'm like 300K in my own self-development. And I know people who spend millions in their own self-improvement and investing in themselves. So um, that was one of the most valuable things I started doing. So I would um, I would suggest other people, if you don't know what you're going to do with the money, definitely don't let it sit around, invest it in yourself in one way or another. One tip can you give to the start, early joining entrepreneurs which are going into entrepreneurship after completing schools and all, what tip would you give to them? Like what should they start first? Should they start with reading the books or should they start with something else? Yeah, so... You know, I think uh, reading books is great, but, you know, reading books mean nothing if you don't implement the things that you learn from a book. 
Um, there was, there was a time where I, I was absorbing way too much information. I was, I was reading a lot. I was watching too many social media mentors and I never took action. I would get so much value, but I would never would implement it. So I would say, yes, books is great, but man, I would go back to investing in yourself, invest in yourself. And the first thing you need to do is invest in finding the right mentor. You're going to hear me talk a lot about mentorship in case you didn't know it. Like that's my title, the misguided mentor. I'm known as a misguided mentor because I was misguided for 35 years of my life. And when I found a mentor, it changed my life completely. So I would suggest anybody who's serious about starting a business or pushing an idea that they have, get a mentor because um, getting direction on the steps you need to take and the things that you need to do um, are so helpful. It's going to save you time. It's going to save you energy, resources that you would have wasted if you try to do it yourself. Find a mentor, someone who's done it before, someone who, who knows what to do, and they're going to cut a lot of that time out of the equation for you. Exactly, because what you're trying to do, they have already experienced it and they have had all the problems and they have solved it. So they will help you along. 100%. Yeah. And and I talk about that in the book. You know, they're, they're, if you got a good mentor, they're usually, they have a commitment to you succeeding and they have a passion to help you. So they're not going to let you down. They're going to point you in the right direction. Exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, Ben, what is your favorite quotation? I just wanted to know that. My favorite quote? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, God, another one. <laughs> Have dreams so big that your problems pale in comparison. That's really amazing. That's a really big one. Yeah, that's a good saying, man. Um, I mean, that that just hits me when I hear that, you know, having dreams so big that your problems just pale in comparison. Problems are nothing at that point. You know, problems are just problems. They're just uh, obstacles to solve, things to go around, things to go through. So when you when you do have big dreams, you um, you can keep yourself focused on that. And when the problems arise, you're like, let's just handle this. I got way bigger dreams and things to focus on. This is going to mean nothing when I finally reach these goals and achieve success. So this quote is my favorite from now on. And because first time I've heard it and it, it like hit, it, hit me like deep in the heart. It's really good. Whenever, I love that. Yeah, whenever That's you face awesome. any problems, most of the people think that I've got this, I've got this, something is wrong with me, I'm, I'm getting all of the problems, but they don't think solving those problems will, be, will help you become the better man. Yeah, no, it's easy to get lost in that. It's easy to get overwhelmed by the problems, especially when you've got a lot going on at multiple times, right? you got several problems happening at once. And so if you just... You know, and that's why doing things to help you stay focused on your goals is very important. One of the most valuable things I, I do is writing down my goals. Um, I try to do it every day, but I uh, at least do it a few times a week, you know, and the reason for that is so that my mind is focused on the bigger picture. And when those problems happen, I'm more solution based, more uh, oriented to solve these problems because I'm after my goal. Yeah, so one last question, John. So if you were to write a book about yourself, about your whole journey, like you have mentioned the journey right in that, right? Yeah. In yeah, your my book. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about your journey, right? 
It is about my journey. Yeah, it's um, I, I guess to answer your question, um, you know, in a nutshell, like I was telling you a little bit, I went from, um, you know, some of the things you're gonna you're gonna read in the book is that I I was. I didn't have the right mentor. So one of the things I talk about is the misconception of a lack of mentorship. You know, some people say, well, I had a lack of mentorship. I didn't have the right mentorship. That's more of an accurate statement. You didn't have the right mentorship, but I don't consider there's no such thing as a lack of mentorship. Instead, there's what I refer to as misguided mentoring. And and I'll t- and I touch base on that in one of the chapters in the book called Unconscious Mentoring. And basically that just talks about how you have been mentored your entire life, you know, whether it's friends, family, social media, the school system, your spouses, your work colleagues, you are constantly being mentored. And so um, I realized I was being mentored as a kid and I was finding the wrong mentors. And unfortunately, um, the type of mentors I chose as a child because I didn't have a father figure there to mentor me led me down the path of, um, you know, like I said, c- committing crimes, always being in juvenile detention center um, because I was trying to impress a, the wrong people. And those were my mentors to me. And so it started from that and it it went into my business career 35 years later where I was so misguided, I was chasing money, like I talked about earlier. And it actually, I don't want to give too much away, but the industry that I got into was so dangerous, it almost cost me my life twice. And it, the reason for that was because I was chasing money. I thought money was going to solve my problems. And so I was misguided from a kid going into business even. And so if you don't fix that, that's why I'm so obsessed with mentorship, because I realized how big of a uh, key factor it was for me in my life, um, positively and negatively. And so just acknowledging that is going to bring light to the fact that you have been mentored, you are a mentor to somebody, and you will be a mentor to somebody at some point in your life. So you need to actively uh, figure out what type of mentor you want to be and what type of mentorship you want. You'll learn that about about me. And that's one of the biggest things that, that um, I've been enlightened on in the last few years. Exactly. Like there's a saying like you, you are the shadow of your mentor. You become what your mentor is. Yeah, absolutely. So choosing the right mentor is important. 100%. And a lot of people think, um, I, I don't know if this is a misconception, but a lot of people think that you have to be like somebody else. That's not necessarily the case. A mentor is there just to give you a foundation. You are your own person. Your personality is going to come out no matter what. Um, you're just looking for some values, some direction, a foundation to build off of. And yes, you're going to need to follow somebody at first until you find your lane and use what value you got out of them and implement it into your own personality so you can become, because I could say something one way, uh, Grant could say something one way, but it'll, you know, certain people are going to gravitate to one or the other, right? I know a ton of people who don't like grant they're like i just can't i can't listen to the guy talk but then they're like i actually like you you seem like a good person and i've done public speaking events where people say how do i get involved with you um grant's great i know i mean grant's a good guy but i don't know grant i know you and so very important to acknowledge that like you know be your own person just use a mentor as a foundation 
and i'm grateful that you came on our show and shared a lot of inspiring values to our audience yeah absolutely it was, it's been my pleasure like i said i i love uh i love providing value you know and i love learning i'm always investing in in my knowledge so any any time i can learn or provide value i'm i'm involved okay so uh thank you john for joining us and so that's all about today's episode keep watching keep listening guys <laughs>